Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Again, hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. It is Sunday, December the 8th, 2013. This is episode number 71 of Brave the Wild, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. We're here to talk hockey once again. Uh, Riding solo today. Neil Nate Dog Thiesting is under the weather. May not be on for a show or two. Kind of like what happened last time. Just not feeling good right now and busy schedules and such. So, unfortunately, yeah, we'll be riding solo. But we're going to keep the show moving. We got we got lots of games to review. Early on, I'm going to try to keep it brief. The, the Colorado home and home. I'm going to try to keep it brief and basically give my opinions on that in a sense. Just extremely frustrating. But thankfully, things getting a little better after that, with the exception of a just a, hitting a brick wall in Columbus for what the hell, I don't know. <laughs> they didn't even have Marion Gabrick because he was injured. But yeah, this show will be constructed as per usual into two two parts, of course. The, the big part, of course, uh, game reviews and then the, the Mike Madano Award, which is the Player of the Week, or at least since the last show, in a sense. And of course... The James Shepard Memorial, who was on the San Jose Sharks tonight, <laughs> which is the worst player of the past week or so since the last episode, which was, of course, number 70. We will also be jumping into Facebook and such in the first segment, probably right out of the gate. It's probably a good way to do that on, on this show anyway. Then we take a break, do some previews in the second segment, and then wrap up with a little brief Houston Arrow checkup. Just see how some of the prospects are doing in Houston. Um, boy, it's uh, <laughs> with with the injury situations though. Some of them are have been coming up. One one guy has been up and down nonstop, but the other guy, like I talked about on the last show, I believe it was either the last show or the show before that, uh, when I was talking about how Zucker is kind of built for the second line and such for the Minnesota Wild. But then there's Eric Halla, who's also been doing, obviously, well in Houston and was a, a wonderful, heck of a draft pick, considering he was a seventh-round pick and ended up being the leading scorer on the 
of course, Minnesota Golden Gophers. Heck, I'm wearing a Gopher jersey right now to keep warm here <laughs> in this frigid weather. But um, really a overachiever from day one since coming to the Gophers and, of course, being drafted seventh overall. Gets to Houston's pretty much best player. I keep calling it Houston, Iowa. I hope I called him the Iowa Wild before. Iowa Wild, not Houston Arrows. I don't know if I'll ever get that right because it's Arrows forever. But um, <laughs> great to have... Yeah, I mean, Eric Holla continuing to show everybody he belongs in this league, um, and it's really cool, or at least, yeah, I mean, the, the, he's more flexible to get into the league versus Jason Zucker, who, as I just mentioned, is built for the second line. Eric Holla's a guy you can put on the fourth line, and that's cool, and that means he's going to stick around. And then after that, who knows? Maybe he gets promoted to the third line. Maybe he gets promoted to the second line. But really a third or fourth liner with a lot of talent. And that's good. Third or fourth liners with talent is good news, ladies and gentlemen. That's very good news. That means you have a legitimate hockey team. Speaking of another guy who will, uh, well, who scored early in this Colorado home-and-home, or not early, but was the only scorer in the first of the two, where... uh, Son of a biscuit. <laughs> Son of a biscuit, yeah. A guy by the name of John, Jean, Jean Sebastian Jaguer, Ugh, returning to XL Energy Center. Yeah, remember him. And of course, Patrick Waugh returning to XL Energy Center for the first time as a coach and for the first time since he retired as a player via the Andrew Burnett goal, which is the, first, the last goal ever scored on Patrick Waugh. Um, we were the last team he ever faced in the in, as an NHL player, but now as a coach, comes to the X with his team playing like crazy, playing phenomenal. It's just frustrating to see Colorado actually being good again right away after a bad year last year. It's like, ah, oh, they're good again. We didn't get any break from it. Nah, not not so much. Luckily, they don't have Joe Sackick or Peter Forsberg yet, but uh, they they have some talent there. Oh, John Sebastian Jaguar, also a veteran backup goalie now is extremely good, and 6-0. Wild had chance after chance after chance in this game, and Jean-Sebastien Jaguer slammed the door on them time and time again. This is, by the way, Friday, November the 29th for this ditty. A 3-1 loss for the Minnesota Wild against Colorado at home. Extremely frustrating. Uh, they, they kept it, obviously, the Wild were in it the whole time. Josh Harding was... I mean, heck, he, well, he stopped only 18 out of 20. That's all he had to stop. The Wild were trying their butts off to get something going against John Sebastian Jaguer. He stopped 27 of 28. Just lights out. Ah, and there were some legit chances throughout the whole game. Danny Heatley, though, continuing his scoring trend, which is very, very cool. Heck, I even saw him on the second line tonight at times. So he's been kind of bouncing around. I mean... It's the Mike Yo thing. You don't really even know who's on what line half the time with Mike Yo. It's like, okay, Nino Niederreiter's on the second line. Right now he's on the third. Okay, he's on the second. Yeah. Uh, Heatley's on the sec on the third, fourth, fourth, uh, fourth line now. Third line, you know? <laughs> you get the idea. It's just bounce and he bounces. Uh, Fontaine's another guy that bounces a lot. Cook has been on the fourth line of late. Mitchell's goes, go, go. Uh, Tori Mitchell goes from third and fourth. Whatever, as long as they score, right? <laughs> as long as they play well and they score and they're a factor out there. That's what matters. So, very cool to see Nino, excuse me, yeah, it's Danny Heatley score. Nino Niederreiter with his 10th assist. And Eric Halla. This was the beginning of Eric Halla this very night. And he impressed from the get-go. An outstanding game for Eric Halla. Danny Heatley 
getting the wild within one late in the second period, and then just nothing going. Jean Sebastian Jaguer slammed the door, and that was about it. That was all she wrote. And the third goal, of course, was an empty netter when the Wild gave everything they got. But that son of a gun, John Sebastian Jaguer, i got to stop saying that name, <laughs> slammed the door in the Wild nonstop, just like that horrible, haunting Western Conference Finals that the Wild were in 10 years ago against the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Ugh, the Wild scored one goal that entire friggin' series. <laughs> Oh, the frustration. That was uh, that was something else. And um, that's just all there is to it there. Just brought back a lot of nightmares. Let's just move on to the next game. <laughs> just can't, I can't take it anymore. Like I mentioned, home and home, back-to-back. Wild head to Denver, Colorado. And, well, it uh, this game wasn't any better. In fact, it was actually quite a bit worse. It seemed like the Wild couldn't get anything going whatsoever. Simon... Varlamov, the starting goalie, the main guy for the Colorado Avalanche. Because obviously, uh, Semyon Varlamov. Varlamov, yes sir, Varlamov. <laughs> Josh Harding in net again, but but the main guy for Colorado in the net. And he looked the part. The Wild couldn't get Jack squat past him either. Uh, more shots on goal for the Wild this time around. The Wild absolutely peppering the guy. Stopped 35 of 37. It was an ongoing battle. It looked like the Wild were never going to score in this game. It just was so frustrating. And it's like, we're going to get shut out. I'm so pissed off, so upset. You know, if any, if we're going to be taken seriously, if we are going to be taken seriously, we have to beat Colorado. We're like tied with them. We're within a point of them. No, we get swept. But at least the Wild tied it up and gave us some hope. Yet... Ah, yep, when Matt, Matt Cook put it in with, what, three minutes left, very exciting, Miko Koivu with six seconds left, yes sir, six, you know, the empty net deal, of course, six skaters on the ice, it's like, ah, it never works, but this time it did, once in a while it does, thank God, Parisi, <laughs> netting a beauty, I mean, the guy has been so clutch, Miko Koivu has been so clutch throughout this uh, the past like three three weeks or so about a three to four week uh, span now Koivu extremely clutch pretty much all six of his goals only six but he gets a lot of assists too of course um, second leading scorer on the team by the way behind Zach Parise Parise not Parise anymore <laughs> uh, just a very clutch goal with only six seconds remaining it was like oh my god could the stars be aligned could the wild sneak one out here in Colorado and we could split boy that would make all of us feel better and then the shootout was crud. It was crud. Oh, just a couple of, just a, um, Ryan O'Reilly just got it past Harding after he made a couple of nice stops early on. Uh, and then, of course, Jason Tondrill just couldn't finish, unfortunately, on his last-ditch effort. And Vlarmov had to do a little hot dog. Yeah, he had a smack the, the puck away, pick it up and smack it away, like, ha, 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 you know, you had to do a little hot dog, and that just added to my, that just fueled my fire, was pretty pissed off, had a lot to say, that um, doesn't need to be on this show, extreme frustration for myself, with without a doubt, and I posted a comment on the Facebook page, by the way, on Facebook, all you have to do is go to Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild Show on 
Facebook. Go there and click like. Would be very, very, very much appreciated. Um, not too many comments. Uh, I'll, I'll get to it, but basically I was saying I hate to be negative, but losing two games to Colorado is not going to get you anywhere, even though we snuck out a point tonight. Deb Kostka, Kostka excuse me, who's, who's been on here before, when I appreciate it, um, says ditto. Simply says ditto. She obviously not pleased at all either. Mark Carlson, yes sir. Loyal Purple Mafia listener and also very loyal listener of this show. Really appreciate him with a few comments to get to. Just thought I'd say that because I'm tying it in to the Colorado series. But, um, yeah. Well, I'm going to kind of try to bounce around a little bit here. Um, Well, I'll save it for when we get to the Blackhawks game. Because first we're going to play the (laughs) Philadelphia Flyers. I did pick a... Win in Minnesota and a loss in Colorado. Neil Nate Dog Thiesing, ever the optimist, picked victories in both. So I was one and one. He was zero uh, and two. Poor guy. <laughs> oh Neil, but both of us picked victories against Philadelphia, and it was a beauty. It was a nice little win for the Wild. Monday, December the second. Kind of just a nice, chill little night for the Wild. Very, very fun. Felt really good. Josh Harding shutout. Josh Harding has been amazing the whole way. He's at, at this point. As of the Philadelphia game, 11-1-0 at home. A shutout for Mr. Harding. Just a wonderful night for the Wild. It was 2-0-0 for the longest time, though. And it's like, oh boy, now what? <laughs> this is kind of scaring me. Why, why do I why do I have a bad feeling this is going to head to a shootout? And um, pardon me if there's any type of echo here. But uh, what's the last thing we need is head to a shootout again and then blow it somehow. Just You know how shootouts are. For the wild, at least. <laughs> you know how shootouts are. It's just things don't work out. Once in a while, they do, and you feel great. But then it's like, ah, come on. We got robbed. <laughs> Frustration. Wild, by the way, will play Philadelphia Monday, December the 23rd. Just thought I'd bring that up. That will be fun. I like playing the Philadelphia Flyers. I, I, I really enjoy it. And again, I've said it on pretty much every episode, but I'll say it again. I love the new schedule, how we can play the Eastern Conference. It's just like the NBA now where we play them twice a year, home and away. I love it. So we get to see all the Eastern Conference teams just like before. And, uh, yeah, it's really fun. Then you don't get sick and tired of seeing Edmonton every stinking night, you know. That got old, didn't it? Didn't it, though? Didn't it? <laughs> oh, Jason Pominville netting his 14th. And it's like Char- Charlie Coyle. Yeah, now this was obviously early in the third period. Jason Pominville with a with a beauty as always. Just wonderful. Nice pass by Miko Koivu. Charlie Coyle, though, getting set up by a uh, Jared Spurgeon getting the puck on net. Marco Scandella also excuse me, Spurgeon zipped it to Scandella who slap shot it, and then of course Charlie Coyle with a rebound and the goal. His third on the year. I'm gonna say this about Charlie Coyle really quick. Since, uh, you know, there were, other than the Wild, just they played smart, solid, sound hockey in this game, and it was really wonderful. And, of course, Josh Harding was, was fantastic. Didn't face the, the firepower that you'd hit in the past against the Philadelphia team and in, and in other games uh, during the course of the, the season, of course. But he stopped all of them, and that's, what, that's what's fantastic. But i got to talk about Coyle quick. Now, he has eight points so far this season. Um, eight points in 19 games. It's like... Uh, obviously, there was an injury, so he missed some time there. But uh, I really like him a lot. But I gotta tell you, I don't know. I've, I gotta see more still. 
I guess from for me to be convinced that he's this 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 budding superstar that some people believe. I I don't know. Maybe people aren't quite saying budding superstar, but people really rave about him. It seems to have quieted down a bit, though, unfortunately, uh, because maybe they're seeing what I'm seeing. There's nothing wrong with him. I mean, he's smart, he's talented, he's good, but the production is, he's looking like a 40, 40, 45, 50 points a season kind of guy. Now, that's not bad at all, but it's not this elite prospect. That's that's not an elite prospect, though. Pierre-Marc Bouchard did that, and Pierre-Marc Bouchard was last thought of an elite prospect around, like, 2004, maybe. <laughs> like, back in the day, right? And suddenly he wasn't an elite prospect anymore. He was just a solid player. Um, I really hope Coyle's production can can get up a bit. And I know the recovery time from the knee injury is, uh, is going to slow him down a bit as well. Like, his timing was off. But you're not, you're just not hearing the glowing reviews that you were hearing hearing early on in the season. So I, I just thought I'd, I'd mention that a bit about Charlie Coyle. Since, heck, this is a Minnesota Wild show. We're talking Minnesota Wild. Let's get some opinions out there. You're more than welcome to call into the show, 209-736-7877. Or, of course, the Facebook page or even the Twitter account, at Brave the Wild. Give that a follow. You can respond to what I had to say if you'd like. Anybody out there is more than welcome to do so. Josh Harding has just been, but yeah, that's kind of, he's kind of the story of the night in terms of the, the fact he got another shout out. He is just having a ridiculous year. Only faced 21 shots, though the Wild only put up 19 shots. Very, very quiet, quiet night. Kind of a grinded out type of game for both teams, Philadelphia and um, Minnesota. Josh Harding with his third shutout of the year. Or was it his second? I forget. Excuse me. But yeah, he has three shutouts on the year now. Uh, Very strong season, obviously. Save percentage, almost 94. Goals against average, like 135. Unbelievable. 1.35, of course. Unbelievable season for Josh Harding. And just the Wilds' defense as a whole was phenomenal in this game. Like, there's a reason why Josh Harding only had to face 21 shots. Because the defense has been fantastic. It seems like the Wild have recovered from some of their some of their struggles this time around. Where in the past, when the Wild started to struggle and guys started to get hurt, it seemed like the team would just snow dive. It was unbelievable. Um, and yes, that was Josh Harding's third shutout of the year. That's what I thought. I just I'm getting screwed up because yeah, there was a shutout this week, but it is the wrong kind of shutout. <laughs> Friday, December the sixth. We'll get to that shortly. The feature presentation. Oh my God! Thursday, December the fifth. Three days off for the Wild to play the number one team in hockey, and hopefully, hopefully, a budding rivalry between the two. You want a rivalry with Chicago versus just kind of their K come in here like the San Antonio Spurs versus the Timberwolves and just say, ah, get out of here, you know. You want you want <laughs> the Wild and Chicago to have meaningful hockey games, and this felt like a playoff game in a big way. The Wild came out and kicked some butt early on. Two goals. <laughs> it felt so good. Like, oh my God, we're up 2 nothing. I, I, I just can't believe it. Matt Cook, it seems like he's just... He just he just has a nose for goals on occasion. He just kind of shows up once in a while. The fourth line stepping up here, Eric Halla, Tori Mitchell, and Matt Cook. That's the fourth line right now. Look good. Uh, it was a nice, nice little play. Matt Cook, another 
kind of facing the goal, basically right up right up in front of the goal. Like that seems to be where most of his goals come from. <laughs> Eric Halla winning the face off and such. Tori Mitchell, nice pass to Cook and finishing things. Wonderful play. Uh, felt so cool. Only five, only like five minutes into the game, wild up one nothing, and. It, the team's kind of grounded out back and forth for a while. Zach Parisi scoring on the power play. Just an awesome goal. Danny Heatley on the power play. A factor again. Scoring some more points this week. Pominville assisting as well. It's like, oh my, we're up two to nothing. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? The Wild just might do something here. But less than three minutes later, Jeremy Moran with his first goal of the year. <laughs> ah, two to one. It's like, okay, well, at least the Wild are still ahead. But immediately... Now, this was literally with just a few seconds left in the second period, by the way. Just so you know. But immediately in that third period. Oh, boy. This was an ugly one. Mm-mm. 43 seconds in. Brandon said... Just blew right by <laughs> Ryan Suter. Ryan Suter sprawling to the ice. Fell. He just got... Humiliated by Brandon Sad. Um, once in a while, you know, as great as Ryan Suter is, once in a while he has some embarrassing ones. I mean, this Sad just went right past him, and Suter was falling to the ice. Just he basically got—if it was basketball, you'd say he got crossed up. But basically, he got—he got undressed, as we like to say in the hockey world. <sighs> An unassisted goal. I mean, he basically Sad just got the puck and just blew right by Suter. Next thing you know, he was one on one with. Uh, one-on-one with Josh Harding, and, well, he went right through there. He blew it right past him. Uh, unfortunately, his eighth goal of the year. Oy. And then Marion Hosa with, it just, this was a really frustrating one. Just way too easy. On the power play, dumb penalty by the Wild, and it's 3-2 to two Chicago. Next thing, in, I mean, at that point, a lot of us are just like, you know, we're, I can't believe it. We looked so good, and Chicago was just like, ah, Whatever. You guys thought you were something? You thought you were something? You thought you were going to beat us? Really? You thought you were going to beat us? <laughs> Get out of here. We're the Stanley Cup champions. We're a dynasty. We're the next Detroit Red Wings. You're not going to do nothing with us. We're out of here. Nick Letty, by the way, with 11 assists already on the year. Oh, that's frustrating to look at. Ugh. Considering what we got back for him. and Yeah, what's, what good that's doing the Wild right now. Oh, man, the frustration. Oh, the frustration. All that, all that good feeling we had was literally right out the window within about seven minutes. About seven minutes of hockey. Three goals in about seven frickin' minutes. Jiminy Christmas, I tell you. This really, really got to me. I think it got to a lot of people. Oh, man, but Jonas Brodeen. Oh. <laughs> Jonas Brodeen. Oh, man. It, it looked like somebody tipped the puck in, but no, in the end, it was Jonas Brodeen. Actually, no, that's a Scandella goal, but we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, man. Jared Spurgeon and Marco Scandella, they've really, really been factors of late. It was it was something else. The Jonas Brodeen, though, man, oh, man. A beautiful shot. A beautiful shot. This is on the power play. I don't know what Fontaine's doing out there on the power play, but he, he was a factor in this one. It was, uh, oh, just the feeling was unbelievable. Oh my god, the Wild were able to tie this thing up. But then, Margot Scandella, with a mega slap shot, blew it by Crawford. 
mega slap shot, his first goal of the season, and it couldn't have come at a better time with less than two minutes remaining, and it was like, oh my god, are we actually going to beat Chicago tonight? Yes, it was for real. The Wild beat Chicago 4-3 to in regulation. No shootout points for the Blackhawks. None of that nonsense. Marco Scandella with with a he's <laughs> just a just a massive slap shot. He's got to have the most powerful slap shot on the on the roster. I, I got to think. I think he does. Um, nice to see Scandella and Spurgeon the past week. They've really been nice. And Brodeen adding a goal late here like this, or I mean, or, or, I mean, excuse me, like factoring in the offense again. He'd been quiet of, of late a bit, but he's been overall. Uh, obviously, his defense is phenomenal. His his intelligence on the ice is phenomenal. Uh, his offense had quieted down a bit, but it's beginning to pick up again. Really cool to see that he's becoming a two-way defenseman. Very cool. Mostly defense, but still, he really is. He, he does factor. Marco Scandella has stuck around all season, and the patience is starting to pay off with that guy. And I uh, guess he's been factoring more and more with assists, but this slap shot was a thing of beauty. It was a game-winning goal. I got to think it's his first of his career and a very uh, ending to a very, very thrilling night in XL Energy Center. An emotional roller coaster. Marcus Candela earning the number one star of the game in a big way with that beauty. Zach Parisi's goal was a beauty as well, though, the way he's just able to just able to put the moves on and just, you know, he's so... He's just so gritty. He's not afraid of contact. He's not afraid of attacking the net, and he's able to get it past the goalie. I, I love those. How can you not love Zach Parise? And what an awesome night for the Wild, though. 4-3 to three victory against the Chicago Blackhawks. And with all that emotional high, all that awesome feeling, the euphoria. Man, we beat the Blackhawks, and we looked really good doing it. We actually looked like a legit hockey team. Um... Judd and Dubay were, and and uh, Lou Nanny were all, every one of them were just glowing, <laughs> talking about that game, and how good the Wild looked, and how they responded to the Chicago team, the way it looked like Chicago was just toying with us, and then it's like, no you're not, you're not toying with us, and the Wild actually outplayed the Blackhawks and earned that victory, very cool. Also, one other thing to note though, that Lou Nanny did mention that, those of you out there, should, <laughs> No, Chuck Fletcher told Lou Nanny that he's not worried about um, about Mikhail Granlin's concussion situation, which is extremely, extremely comforting. Because when you consider, there was an article just the day before where it was, well, it was official a while, like they were shutting down Granlin. Like, we got to shut him down now. No, we're not messing around. He got hit into the boards on one one play one week and then just a mere week later it was the uh, was it the Ottawa game I believe he got he just got hit uh he just got hit it happened to bump his head a little bit and down down went Granlin it's like oh my god this is really scary here and then it's like after weeks of practice after like returning to practice and stuff they're just like no we're shutting it down but then to hear Fletcher say oh no I'm not worried about it things are coming around. It's like, that was that's a really, really good sign. Maybe they're just playing it safe and want him to totally come back as healthy as possible. Let's just not mess around. Very encouraging. Thought I would mention that, of course. I did post that on the Facebook page. No responses, unfortunately. Like more of you out there to respond. Yeah, I mean, there, there are people on the page, just uh, not, not as much going on out there. I understand your busy schedules, by the way. 
Uh, Mark Carlson was saying he was catching the Wild versus the Blackhawks. Can you believe we're up one to nothing with time to play in the first? Wild are going to win if they play smart, and yes, they did, Mark. Yes, they did. Oh, and now, Mark Carlson saying, what is going on in Columbus tonight? This is ridiculous. Yes, sir. Yes, it was. Oh, yes, it was ridiculous. All right, Friday, December the 6th, Columbus for Minnesota. Nothing. Oh, my God! <laughs> Utterly ridiculous in a, in a big way. Really? Really? For real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 24. <laughs> uh, 4 to nothing. It might as well have been 24 to nothing, huh? Just a, Columbus? Really? Come on. Yeah. What, what else is there to say? The Wild didn't look good at all. Um, Harding? No, excuse me. This was Baxter. What am I saying? Harding. Backstrom faced 41 shots in this game. The Wild just were out of sync. They only got 20 shots on goal. Curtis McElhinney <laughs> with 20 saves in the game. The Wild just completely out of sync throughout the throughout the night. Danny Healy was a minus 3. Nita Ryder was a minus 3. Uh, I mean, I, I can't even tell you. I, I, these are unrecognizable names, most of this team right now. There's no Gabrick, of course. Obviously, Rick Nash is long gone. Um, R.J. Umberger, okay, yeah, I've heard, uh, yeah, of course, that's a familiar name, but not exactly like the best player in the league or anything, is he? Nah, he's the guy that, uh, well, he's had some okay seasons, but really, before he got to Columbus, he's just he was just kind of like a third liner, maybe a second liner. Okay, um, in Columbus, he's pretty much the top line. But Columbus, yeah, they are, they're only drawing like 11,000 people in Nationwide Arena right now. No, Nobody really cares about the Columbus Blue Jackets. No no offense. But it seems like Todd Richards has the wild number, man. And uh, this was something else. And yeah, I'm sure he's got, I'm sure he's a little frustrated with us. I'm sure he is. Obviously, Columbus is Marion Gabrick, but where's Marion Gabrick right now? Yeah, of course. Injured. Surprise of the decade right there. That's all he ever is, is injured. Just like uh, the guy that uh, the guy that's on the team the Wild played tonight. <laughs> that guy, Martin Havlet. Uh, well, there's not really much to say about this game. It was terrible. The Wild just were tired, obviously, from the Chicago game. They were on an emotional high, and they hit a wall in a big way. Big, 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 big way. Four to nothing. The Wild had no, no energy whatsoever. Columbus... I guess they just uh, had something to prove and they proved whatever they had to prove other than uh, they just stomped us and that's all there is to it. So let's get to tonight's game. A 3-1 to victory over the San Jose Sharks. Sunday, December the 8th, of course. Awesome night tonight. Oh, what a fun little win for the Wild. Josh Harding almost had another shutout tonight. Almost. Almost until Patrick Merlot netted his 13th goal of the year. With less than two minutes remaining, it's like, doggone it. And you knew you knew uh, San Jose had to get out, get the empty net out. Luckily, Zach Parisi, in this case, was able to finish in that one. With his 14th goal of the year, he scored his 13th goal of the year in the second period after a back-and-forth first period between the two teams. Uh, San Jose, obviously they look good. Brent Burns is back. He has moved to forward from defenseman as of late last season, and he's extremely productive in the uh, limited time he's had this year due to injury. Uh, what does he have? 15 points in 16 games. Let's make it 15 and 17 now. 
but um, very, very productive. Very productive at the forward position. Heck, um, he only played he only played thirty games last year in his and uh, obviously the striker lockout shortened season when they moved him to forward. Now to have a whole off season, a whole off season to prepare as a forward. Boy, he's uh, starting to look pretty good at that position. I remember how he was originally drafted as one in the wild, moved him to defenseman because that's where he seemed to be more natural originally. Which is just weird. A first round pick. Moving from forward to defenseman, that's just kind of weird. You usually think that's some guy that's like a undrafted free agent or like a fourth, fifth round type of guy. But um, once in a while, stuff like that works out. But then to see him back at uh, forward again, pretty pretty strange. Pretty strange indeed. What's also strange is though, <laughs> the Wild only got 12 shots on goal all night. <laughs> Holy crap, Batman! That's pretty weird. Um, okay, 12 shots on goal the whole night. And uh, yet we managed to win the game. Okay, that's nice to know. I Very, very cool. Thank God for that. <laughs> Opportune, that's for sure. Definitely an opportunity. Zach Carisi and Miko Koivu each scoring tonight. Heatley assisting on Koivu's goal. He was factoring again in the, in the box score. Very cool to see Scandella and Jared Spurgeon again factoring in the offense along with Danny Heatley. Obviously the mainstays, Zach Carisi, Miko Koivu, Jason Tomanville, all factors tonight again. Kyle Braziak with a rare assist. We're going to talk about him briefly. <laughs> Very briefly since we're at the end of the game reviews here. Longer segment, of course, this time than maybe others because of, uh, well, there's six freaking games due to, obviously, I hadn't gotten the show. And I wanted to get it out on Wednesday, but my bad. It's my own fault. I could have recorded it solo because um, I knew Neil wasn't feeling good. But it's just one of those things. This was a fun little night for the Wild, though. And, and it's just crazy. The puck was in the wild zone like the whole night, but hey, opportune. The wild were very <laughs> they really took advantage of opportunity tonight and finished against Anthony Niemi, who's who's a he's a decent goalie. He's an average goalie. The wild took advantage of that. He's not bad. I mean he's sixteen and four with a two point three one goals against average and save percentage over almost ninety two. Two shutouts on the year, so he's not bad, but didn't look so hot tonight, uh, obviously. But at the same time, the Wild just, when they had their scoring chances, they had. The few and far between were very good scoring chances, and they and they were just great plays. Very cool to see. Um, really, only two of them were real goals, of course, because the final one, yeah, we, we know. The final one was just a empty netter to ice the game, and my God, did that feel good. It was so awesome. <laughs> oh, what a night for the Wild. What a nice feeling. Uh, do you realize who we beat tonight, by the way? San Jose is 19-6-5. The Wild are 18-9-5. Moving up a bit here. Another regulation victory for the Wild and against a legit team. Really feels good. The Wild, as of right now, are in third place in the Central Division. Tied with St. Louis, if you can believe it. Excuse me. It's tied with St. Louis for second with 41 points apiece. Chicago still with 47 who is just dominating everybody. But to think, we beat Chicago and San Jose this past week. How cool is that? How cool is that? I mean, the feeling is good for myself. And I think a lot of Wild fans. So, I mean, yeah, there were some frustrating games. The, the Colorado situation was ridiculous. Luckily, we were able to squeak out a point. But it's just, when, when you get all that, to me, I look at it as when you gain all that momentum and force a shootout, 
Okay, let's finish this. Let's win. Let's beat these guys. And the Wild couldn't do it. It's extremely frustrating. Yet, yet after all that, we're actually a point ahead of Colorado, which is really freaking cool. San Jose would be the number three seed in the entire Western Conference with 43 points on the year, two points behind Anaheim, who would be the number two seed in the whole West. They're in the Pacific Division, of course, Chicago. Number one overall, the Wild are absolutely in the mix this year. It's like you look at how tough the Western Conference is. It's like in past seasons, the Wild would have been like a number two seed or something in the Western Conference. But now, gosh, we're like sixth, tied for fifth right now with St. Louis. We'd be, we would be on the road. But the good news is we're only two points behind San Jose, which should be the number three seed in the Western Conference. That's the good news. The Wild are very, very much in contention here. Uh, odds are the, the, they'll probably be in the bottom four, I'm guessing. Which means, obviously, starting the playoffs on the road. Yes, sir. That's the <laughs> that's the one thing. So, let's jump right into the weekly awards and demerits. Well, there was a guy who was the number three star of the past month. And that went to Josh Harding. Number three star of the past month. I believe that was November. Yes, of course. <laughs> number three star of November was Josh Harding. For me, the number one star of the week is Josh Harding. Josh Harding is the Mike Madonna Award winner. Back-to-back, I believe. Yes, back-to-back award winner. No, no, no. It was two weeks ago, but that's okay. The last one was Zach Parisi. Uh, Josh Harding is getting his second Mike Madonna Award. Congratulations. Obviously, strong week. A shutout facing shot after shot tonight. Did awesome all week, though. Hey, was uh, was beat a bit against... Colorado, uh, not yeah, not Colorado. Was really good against Colorado. Kept the Wild right in it to the bitter end against both of those games and both of those games. And emphasis on bitter end there. Um, extremely awesome all week. So let's move on to the James Shepard Award, and that's a guy who's not really been productive pretty much all year. And I've been kind of it's like what the heck. A couple years ago when he moved up a few lines due to injuries, looked really good, but really. He's so quiet. Uh, he did get two assists this week, so I'm I'm almost afraid to give it to him. I'm almost afraid to give it to him, but it's like, who? Uh, I feel like I have to give it to Braziak because it seems like he's just he's not been a factor of late. He's not been a factor overall. <laughs> I almost feel bad now because he finally did get a couple assists, but it's like I've been thinking of doing this. It's like I I owe it to him for several weeks of non production. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what do you think? I'm going to give it to Eric Halla? It's like, hell no. He's got two points in five games. Hey, fourth liner. And off to a nice start. For first five games of his whole career. Um, almost thought I'd give it to Ryan Suter for that horrible undressing that he faced. And I'm um, not factored in. He didn't factor in the offense all week. I'm going to give it to... I, I'm going to give a... I'm going to have a tie between Kyle Brozniak and Ryan Suter. Partially, I owe it to Brozniak for... Yeah, he's just not been a factor offensively at all. And you got to expect more out of a guy like that. It's been very frustrating. He hasn't even been as good on the face-off as he has been in the past. So that's another thing to think about. Boy, Eric Hall is off to a slow start in that category as well. So is Charlie Coyle. Those guys are getting the crap beat out of him in their face-offs. Jeez, they're terrible at it. Like, losing like losing like two-thirds of their face-offs. Jeez, that's bad. Anyhow, but um, yeah, Ryan Suter, the way he got undressed by freaking... Sad. That was frustrating. It was sad. You know, sad, but sad. it was sad. It really was. Terrible, terrible, terrible. So, we'll go with that. Uh, that's about it 
fun week for the Wild, though, indeed. It, it was fun. It just, it's too bad there was some... Too bad that stupid Columbus game was as awful as it was. It's like the Wild just got too excited and just used up all their energy in that Chicago game. But hey, at least we beat them, I suppose. So, we will take a quick break. We'll get to the previews and go from there. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Episode number 71, which is a reminder for those of you on your mobile devices, your iPhones and iPods, simply download us on iTunes. That's how you can find us on there. On your Android devices, Android phone, Android tablet, whatever it is, the Double Twist application works nicely. Simply download that and look for us in the podcasting section. And on Windows phones, simply search for Brave the Wild in the store. Same for BlackBerry phones out there as well. Very, very cool. So, yeah, just proving to you that you can listen to us on the road, on the go, all that good stuff. You don't have to necessarily be sitting in front of a computer, but you're always welcome to do so. And when you are in front of that computer, (laughs) if you do shop on Amazon, yeah, click on that big black box and then go as is, just like the ad said. All right. Anyhow, to the preview, to business. Minnesota Wild on December, Wednesday, December the 11th, head to Anaheim. Okay. Ah, the California trip again. Yeah, yeah, goody gumdrops. Uh, Wednesday, December the 11th, we go to Anaheim. Then immediately in a back-to-back, we play San Jose again. Uh, I'm not feeling so good. This is a really, really, really tough schedule coming up here. Oh, my God, they're all on the road. They can't be. Oh, my God, they're all on the road. The rest of the month, the Minnesota Wild are on the road. I thought I was looking at that wrong, but I'm not. The Wild are gone. For the, No, they're not. They're not gone for the rest of the month. They're gone till very late in the month, though. <laughs> home game against the New York Islanders and a home game against the San Jose Shocks. No, excuse me, the St. Louis Blues at the end of the month. The very end of the month. Okay, we sneak in one against Vancouver on December the 17th as well, but several, several road games ahead of us coming up. Yeah, I'm crazy looking at this so we got three, four, five, six, seven, seven road games and three home games. Okay, well that's uh, that's quite a uh, favor. That's quite a uh, 
trip, though. Uh, three games on the road, and we play Vancouver at home, so I was looking at it wrong. I was looking at it wrong against uh, Vancouver. We play Vancouver Tuesday, December 17th at home, and then finally end the month with a little two-game home stand and go from there. Yeah, okay. So, we're going to preview the three games coming up because I'm going to try to, if I'm going to be doing this solo, and maybe in the future with Neil Nate Duck, these things. What, I always wanted this show to be recorded on Sunday nights. Kind of figure that's a good idea. Uh, we'll, we'll see how things go, though. But for now, to be on the safe side, I'll, rec- I'll uh, preview three games. I may throw the Vancouver game in. Nah, I don't know. Nah, I'll, I'll just do the first. Uh, I'll just preview the three here. Going to Anaheim, I don't really have a good feeling about it. Ah, oh, boy. I mean, I, and then you'd have to play San Jose again. This is going to be a really crappy week. Not that it's the Sharks. I mean, the Wild played nice against the Sharks tonight, but to have to play the Sharks uh, so close so close together from the previous game and also the fact that, you know, it's uh, just you know just 24 hours later for after playing against a really tough Anaheim team in their building to have to play the Sharks. Jeez. Um, man. And then we go to Colorado on Saturday. But I am not liking this schedule at all. At all. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I don't want to go. I don't want to pick an 0-for-3 schedule. Oh, boy. I may have to throw the Vancouver game in just to feel good. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Maybe I will throw it in. And then, hey, if I record between now and then, I'll just keep the prediction the same or change it or whatever the heck. Whatever. I'll probably have a good feeling, though. Uh, I have a good idea what I'm going to feel with the Vancouver game. Anaheim, the Wild just never beat these guys ever. I'm so sick of it, <laughs> and they're so damn good too. I'm sick. I'm sick of that that side of things as well. Freaking Anaheim, man! I, I can't pick a win. I I really really want to, but I can't do it. I can't do it, and it just it it aches. It it really does. They're so damn good. Ah, oh, they put veterans, youth, all the above. They're 27 and 5. The number two team in all of hockey. Number two team in the Western Conference. Um, really, their only not so exciting thing is their goalie, Jonas Hiller. You know, 2.6 goals against average. Save percentage, not as good as some other guys, but many Christmas. I mean, they have so much freaking talent. Ryan Getzloff, Corey Perry, Dustin Penner, Nick Bonino, Cam Fowler. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. Oh, yeah, and a guy by the name of Timu Solani who looks like he's finally starting to hit the wall here because he's so freaking old. Saku Kuevu as well. Just ancient. They're all they're ancient. They're hurt a lot. Saku Kuevu gets hurt a lot. Um, but to the point, the team is just freaking good. They're so much better than the Wild right now. Actually, they're not so much better, but they, they never, the Wild never beat them. And the talent is just crazy. I mean, Ryan Getzlav has 36 points all in 29 games. Corey Perry, 33 points in 32 games. Dustin Penner... The third best player is scoring like Miko Koivu right now. Or, yeah, it's like their Miko Koivu, but he actually scores better than Koivu, uh, goals-wise. Um, yeah, I, I can't pick a win. I've got Anaheim in this one. I'll go with a... I'm going to go with a 3-2 to two victory for the Anaheim Ducks. Unfortunately, I can't do it. We head to San Jose the next night. Oh, boy. December the 12th. I don't have a good feeling just because of the the energy going into this one. I'm going to pick another loss, guys. I'm not trying to be negative. Don't worry. I'm coming back to you. Don't worry. It's coming back, guys. It's coming back. It'll get better because I'm going to preview four games. Uh, Wild head to San Jose. I think they're going to be tired, and I think San Jose is going to... Um, I just think San Jose is going to rebound from tonight's game. I mean, they, they only faced 12 shots. 
I mean, only 12 shots. Though, I mean, yeah, I'm sure the Wild will put up more shots. I would hope the Wild will put up more than 12 shots <laughs> in San Jose, but I think the Sharks' uh, offense is going to come around a little bit in San Jose. That's a really, really tough place to win. Just, just, just thought I'd run that by it. I mean, the the X is tough is a tough place to win most of the time, but but I'm telling you, that place, <laughs> the Shark Tank, it's just it's not a uh, not a good environment. Uh, the Wild never seem to play all so great there. It's uh, it's been extremely frustrating for a long time. So um, I I have another loss, guys. I'm really sorry to do this. It sucks too, considering how good the Wild have been playing. But hey, they they have some bad games as well. I just think it's going to start off poorly and then improve as we move on. Colorado. The Wild head to Colorado, and I think the Minnesota Wild are able to pull out this one. I think the Wild get revenge against the Colorado Avalanche on Saturday the 14th. I think the Wild finally, finally pull off one here. Uh, hopefully John Sebastian Jaguar is in a net, but then again, that hot dog goalie with the way the Wild, the way the Wild kind of Kind of took 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 him apart a little bit for a minute there, <laughs> late, late last Saturday. <laughs> Hopefully the Wild could do it again this week. Oh, I hope so, man. Colorado three times in like a week. Holy schmuck! <laughs> in about eleven, in about eight days. Wow, that's crazy. Um, yes, I do think the Wild beat Colorado in Colorado in a solid back and forth type of game, but the Wild get it done. Be it a shootout, be it whatever it is. I think the Wild pull this one off. We'll go with a... I'm going to go with a 3-2 to two victory. I can't pick the Wild to score like a ton of goals. I might even go 2-1 to one actually in this one. I'm going to go 2-1. to one. I think Josh Harding or Nicholas Backstrom, whoever it is. Because I, I have faith in either one of them against Colorado right now. Even though Backstrom stunk against Columbus. I think Backstrom would have a rebound game if he's in the net. Because don't be surprised if he is. Because you, you can't just go out there and kill Harding with with his medical condition, MS, of course. Um, so I think Minnesota will get a 2-1 to one victory, a low-scoring victory against Colorado. They'll, they'll get, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll save face for the week. It'll feel better in, in general. They'll, they'll be more desperate after losing both of those games in California. I mean, I, I call it the California curse. The Wild almost never win in California, look, guys. So... I almost ne- I almost never can pick a victory, and when the Wild come home Tuesday after a nice break against Vancouver, I think the Wild win that one. How about that? Tuesday, December the seventeenth. So yes, I will do the prediction now in case I'm not able to record until like Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Just it depends. Van- Vancouver's down a little bit uh, this year. They're still good, sixteen, ten, and five, but they're not as dangerous as they've been in the past. I think the Wild can win in this one. Um, Vancouver's definitely not a bad team or anything, but, you know, I, I, I don't really fear them at this point, and I think the Wild will just, I think they'll have a good feeling coming into this one after a nice break. <laughs> Hopefully we can get to Roberto Luongo. We have gotten to him in the past, up and down, the Sedin sisters or brothers. People like to call them the sisters, but outside of them, they, they're, they're really not that, that great anymore. They're really not that good of a team. It's just there's a huge drop-up after that. Can't believe Roberto Luongo is still in Vancouver, by the way. I thought he was traded like three years ago, but no, they never did trade him. It was like he was going to get traded, and they didn't trade him. They're going to trade him, not going to trade him, going to trade him, not going to trade him. He's definitely gone this time. Nope. So <laughs> I have no idea what to think about all that. Uh, so I'll have a 2-2 two and two week in the four games, depending on when it's recorded, whatever it is. 
So that that's the good part. I think the Wild do rebound after a really tough uh, California trip. I don't, just don't feel good about it, guys. Hopefully, hopefully they prove me wrong and others. But you got to go with history and you know current and past. Yes, we beat the Sharks at home, but we never win there. And Wild never play good against Anaheim, home or away. Competitively, maybe, but just but who wins the game every bleeping time? Of course. So, that's the case. We will wrap up the previews there. Very, very brief checkup on the Iowa Wild. I don't know if I'm ever going to stop calling them the Houston Arrows, but the Iowa Wild. Jason Zucker still playing fairly well there. He's behind uh, Brian Connolly for the team lead in scoring. Then Jonathan Blum. Those are the career minor leaguers right there. Brett Balmer has picked up his scoring a little bit of late, but still, when you look at the grand scheme of things, only 10 points in 20 games. Not that great. Zach Phillips still really quiet of late in the scoring. And Tyler Kuma, the usual three points in 19 games. That's about all you're going to get from him. He's just a Nick Schultz at the minor league level. Um, that's not good. So <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if we'll ever see. Tyler Kuma in a wild jersey, and I, th- I think that's a sh- I think that's a huge shame. He's he's been in the system a long time. Uh, the while Doug Reisrow traded up to get him, it just shows how bad of a general manager he was. Pretty much, I rip I rip Doug Reisrow every time I mention Tyler Kuma, but um, Kuma is not the problem. It was Reisrow, of course. Uh, overall, though, really the the Iowa Wild aren't playing well at all. To be honest with you, <laughs> they're not scoring goals, and they're getting scored against, uh, Mister. Darcy Comfort has been pretty much terrible, and it, it, that's really a shame. Thank God we have the other one, Gustafson. So that's the good part. Johan Gustafson, he's playing a little bit better, but of course Comfort seems to be the main guy as of right now. Ugh, I got to think that's going to change sooner or later. Even though Gustafson isn't even doing that great either. So man alive, I mean he's he's doing all right. Where Comfort is just, uh, well. I, I don't even know where to go right now. It's frustrating. It it really is. What do you do, right? What do you do? He he's he's better at the he's he's better at the AHL level than he is at the NHL level. That's for sure. Anytime you put comfort in the uh, in a in a in an NHL game, it's like three goals in like five minutes, and it's like okay, pull him out, please, 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 pull him, pull him out. He might start out strong, and then get slaughtered after that. Nothing really exciting going on with the prospects in the system right now. And it's not stating that there aren't any prospects in the system. I remember somebody was being stupid about that. But yeah, I know there's plenty of prospects in the system, but nobody's really tearing it up right now, at least in the in the Iowa level. Nobody's really tearing it up. Zucker's playing better than everybody else, you could say. Him and Brian Connolly, who will rarely, rarely see the Wild because he's pretty much a career minor leaguer, along with Jonathan Blum, who plays with the Wild once in a blue moon. I think he's played like two games on the Wild so far. Jake Dowell's a similar guy, but he hasn't done anything even in the AHL this year. Like, boy, oh boy, he's a non-factor. Um, Zucker, though, obviously he has a lot of flaws at the NHL level. Struggling to get to the NHL, but Eric Halla, not a big-time scorer in the AHL, but, you know, he's doing about as good as Brett Ballmer was, but, you know, more on the assist side than the goal side, we'll say. But more NHL ready than the rest. And I think Eric Hull is going to stick around in the NHL for a long time, guys. I think he is. And I hope he does. So, a lot of people feeling good about that. This is really... Eric Hull's development and the fact that he's been playing center at the NHL level 
Um, he's been centering. He, he he'll center that fourth line at times. He'll he'll be a wing on the fourth line, depending on you know Zen and Kanapka or such, depending on who's scratched, who isn't, all that good stuff. Doesn't look good for Zach Phillips' future right now. I, I don't know if he's. I don't know, man. That that doesn't look like uh right now. It doesn't look like the best draft pick. It really doesn't. Um, ho- hopefully things change. I remember Koivu was kind of a slow starter as well, uh, but that was overseas, so stats are kind of deceiving over there versus here. Look at Jonas Brodin. Holy moly, he basically got like one point in like a hundred games, and then he comes to the NHL and he's just. You know, he's like a 20, 20 to 25 point guy. Not bad. Alright, so that should pretty much wrap things up for this episode of Brave the Wild. Really appreciate you out there. Please do tell your, tell a friend about this show. If you like hockey, tell your friends about the show. Please give us a rating on iTunes. If you like the show, please give us a nice positive rating on iTunes. Would really appreciate that. And uh, don't be afraid to write a review. Tell us what you like about the show. Heck, even say what you may like to see improved as well. But, yeah. (laughs) If you like the show, please do help us out. We could really use it on iTunes. Would be really appreciated. It only, only makes the show look better and stronger if you would do such. Alright, so thanks again everybody. Hoping for a positive week in California. Cross your fingers. (laughs) I'm sure the Wild are doing the same right now. But luckily, things should get better as the week develops. So, all right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. We will be back Sunday at Sunday at the earliest, Wednesday at the latest, we'll say. Take care, everyone. And, hey, pray for Neil. He could use your, uh, yep, he can use your prayers. He's, uh, he's kind of in and out with his health at times, unfortunately. So just letting you know again, please yeah, keep him in your prayers. Really would like to see him back on the show. But until then, I will be riding solo. All right, take care, everybody, and stay warm.